This is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from... Where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to Be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He has released 10 albums, 15 music videos, and 34 singles. Two of those went all the way to number one on the Billboard charts. You might have heard them. Wink and No Doubt About It. He grew up singing in church choir, just like me, from what I understand, and he was inspired by a plethora of music, like me as well. Our very own Chris Wallen and him are pals, so I sure hope we can be pals as well. It's the living legend, Neil McCoy. Thank you so much for being on, (laughs) Neil McCoy. Neil. I'm glad to be here. Thank y'all for having me, dog. Hey, Chris, aren't you you supposed to be uh, monitoring that debate tonight? Didn't they say Chris Wallen? You know, was they do- call me, and then I was like, you know what? I, I'm busy. I got stuff to do okay. here. I'm talking to Neil, and I ain't got time for all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just. I, got- I wish he was. Yeah. Monitor- I wish he was mediating that. That'd be great. <laughs> well, that, maybe that's Chris Wallace. I they thought he said Chris Wallen. Let me tell you something. They can't handle some good hair in that in that meeting. They, they, they can't handle my hair there. They couldn't handle your southern slang either. Southern I'll swang. be like, and what y'all won't talk about. <laughs> but they do have Biden who says some crazy stuff. So we ain't gonna get into politics. <laughs> no. That's right. We ain't gonna get we ain't gonna get Neil started. You know? That's right. Don't get me started. <laughs> so Neil, we start every show, every episode with a fast five. We ask you five fast questions and we just ask for right. five quick answers. Not fast ones, but quick ones. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. We'll 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 be the judge of that if you're ready or not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm ready at the start. I may not be after the first one. <laughs> They're not hard. Favorite country singer? Oh, shoot. Charlie Pride. Nice. Favorite TV show? Andy Griffith. Ooh, that's a good Man. one. That's a good one. I watch that all the time. Uh, How am I doing so far? You're doing great. Doing good. Until that, okay, until that, good. Until that question, you was doing phenomenal. Sweet or savory food? Savory, I'm with you on that. Maybe ba- maybe both sweet and savory is a good combination. You you mix them know. together and you eat them. I yeah. see. I got you. That's right. Right on. That's right. Uh, cats, dogs, or other? The, the horses are in there, uh, but out of those two, uh, other druther horses. Other, I got you. You look like yeah. you're at a horse barn right oh, now. Oh man, actually. yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm at one right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. You 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 knew they were listening. That's why you had to say that. <laughs> That's exactly right. I want I don't want them to throw me next time. Yeah, I get right. on. I know exactly. I see. I got you. I'm with you. Favorite vacation spot? Oh my gosh! Uh, unfortunately, because it's so crazy business, my wife hadn't, and I haven't had a lot of vacations. But probably in the Caribbean, or although we had a great one in Hawaii years back. So I'm gonna say Hawaii. Nice. What part of Hawaii? Uh, just nothing too fancy. Oahu. Oahu. It's all yeah, fancy it's all we to can me. We can't I've always to wanted to go there. Private ones. Hawaii. I'm going to go yeah. there one day. I've always wanted to leave this state. You need to. <laughs> I always wanted to leave the state. <laughs> I've yeah. always wanted to leave the state. Never got to. But I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that someday I'll get to. <laughs> yeah. So y'all keep rubbing it in. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Neil, I read that yes, you started in choir. Is that is that and how long did, did you sing in the choir? Man, I was in that sucker my whole my whole life. Even uh, even through junior college, I was in like a the the junior college chorus and a little special select group. But in high school, I I started in in elementary school and all the way through through junior college when I finally got out of quit trying to further my education and realized I wanted to be an old singer. Now, what kind of choir was it? Was what kind of church you grew up in? Like a Southern gospel or like a like a Pentecostal? Well, throw down this, choir. I actually, I. I'm a, a member of First Christian Choir, a First Christian Church. So, so sang in that choir, but and and so I was in that choir. But as a rule, you know, I was in all the school choirs and the right. school musicals and the productions and all that kind of stuff. I fancied myself as as a, maybe a Broadway guy one day. I don't I don't know what I was thinking, but mm. I still think I could do that if I get a chance. I think you should do it. That I think I cool. should too. Let me know when you get that role audition for me. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna create one just for you. It might just be me right, filming I'm, you, but we'll make it happen. <laughs> Behind a poster we'll yeah. sing, in it, he's got Looks we'll like a bunch of music. Yeah. And you, you started an R&B band, which I thought was super cool because that's what I grew up on was R&B and gospel. Yes, sir. What was your R&B band called? I, well, we were called – we didn't really have a band. Uh, it was It's funny. It's a long story. I'll make it as short as I can. I was selling ladies' shoes. In Longview, I graduated from that junior college and I moved to, my parents had divorced. My father was living in Longview, Texas, about an hour from where I grew up in Jacksonville. Started selling lady shoes and, and I always was singing while I was selling shoes. I just, you know, a singer, I just kind of, always, whether we even realize or not, we're just always singing or humming. And, uh, and a girl that I sold a pair of lady shoes to, a little black girl, she said, oh, you sound like you sang pretty good. You, you do that for a living. I said, no, ma'am, I, I sell shoes for a living. <laughs> uh, but I said, I'd like to sing. I've sang around and done some different things. She said, well, my, my husband's got a band they're auditioning lead singer for. She told me where to go and all that. And I said, I'll run over there. And then when I got over there, it was an, an all-black band. Of course, if I stay in the sun a little more, I can pass. So uh, so I stepped up and sang a couple of things, and they said, well, how would you like to join us? And I said, I'm in. So I, I worked with her. We were just doing, at the time, the Whispers, Cooling the Gang, uh, some Jeffrey Osmond, James Ingram, Luther, some of that kind of stuff. Nice. Now, I was hoping you were going to say, well, our name was like Neil McCoy and the Satin Sheets or something like that. <laughs> you know, like Man. something crazy out there. You know, give him give him an R&B band name real quick off the top of the dome. Off the top. There yeah. ain't a whole lot on the dome. That's true. Uh, <laughs> you me write one down for you and you would act like it was Just off your dome? act like I come up with it. It happens a lot. Yeah. That's true. He only thinks if I told him to write a song, he could do it. But if, since it's not yeah, a song, right. he's like. He just can't think of one word. I can't think. <laughs> you know, I actually thought my whole life, because you know, I, when, I didn't grow up listening to country, but my parents did. So I kind of grew right. up listening, like I said, to gospel and R&B. But then yes, sir. there was a few songs that broke broke through when I was a teenager. And yours, a couple of yours was, was those songs, like Wink. 100%. I was always singing that. And uh, nice. later, I think it was Shake, which came. Yeah. I think years. That came a couple years later, didn't it? That it wasn't did. on the same. Yeah, it was, I think it's about four, three or four years later after after we had those, those big hits. Yes, sir. Now, I thought that entire time until now, until, you had, until I did some research about you to, on, for this show, I thought you were a Native American this whole time. But turns out you're Filipino and Irish. I am, yes, sir. I've gotten that a lot, and, and, and I figured out a long time ago, 
Because people, they'd come up and they'd say, you know, they'd ask what nationality, they'd always say, are, are, you, uh, are you Mexican? Are you Puerto Rican? Are you Native American? Are you black? Whatever. And usually I could tell, I was pretty good at, they wanted me, a lot of times what they were asking me, they were of that nationality that they were, right. that they were thinking I was. So yeah. a lot of times I would just shorten the whole conversation, not get into it. They, so they'd say, are you Native American? I'd go, yep, sure am. And then just walk away. So they, so they, <laughs> yeah. could, they could run back yep. and say, I told you, I told you. I told you it was. Yeah. I do that when people come up and say, are you in a biker gang? I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I believe and just walk away. And yeah. I let them decide which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> what made you stop singing R&B and say, I'm going to go into country? But it goes back to one of those, those five questions that you ask, one of those fast questions when you ask my favorite country singer. That's why I said Charlie Pride. In 1981, I'd been married about a year, was still selling ladies' shoes. I found out about a singing contest in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and I went up, and I, I joked with my wife, and, and I said, I said, I'm going to run up there and win that thing. Uh, and, you know, and she probably thought, well, if you, if you don't, it won't be your ego that's lacking. Uh, so <laughs> I go up and, and enter, the, enter the contest, and it's a, I get up there, and it's a country music contest. Oh, I'm man. like you. I didn't. I was like a, I didn't know much country music at all. Matter of fact, I didn't hardly know anything. And so you had to you get there that day and then you sang. There's 22, they take 22 contestants each Tuesday. And you sang in the afternoon and then they would pick, you'd have to make the top six to be able to play with the band uh, that night, compete with the, and you, the band would play your songs. So I didn't know any country songs at the time. Uh, I'd been singing easy listening stuff, supper club kind of music. So, so I get in there and they say, okay, what, you know, what, what song are you going to do? And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't realize it's country music contest. So I looked up there and I said, uh, Danny boy. And she looked at me like, and I, I knew she'd think, say, well, Danny boy's not country. She said, oh, somebody's already doing that. But I went, somebody's already doing that without any country. They can't do that. Uh, needless, needless to say, she said, somebody's already doing it. I said, you got to be kidding. They, they must, they probably know as much music as I do as far as country. So I said, I thought, and I didn't know all the lyrics, but I loved Millsap. So I did, I said, almost like a song by Ronnie Millsap. And they said, okay, well, that's one you'll sing. We'll do that. And I, you know, because I fancied myself again, I was a country music snob. I thought at the time growing up, it was three chords, cheating and drinking, and, and just seemed, didn't seem like much of a vocal challenge for me. So I didn't. That's kind of why I steer away from that. But I knew Millsap stuff was a huge vocal challenge because his range was crazy. Uh, and so that's why I chose that song. And, and I'll be dang if I didn't get through to the top six in the afternoon. And I, and I, made, the, uh, I made the top six that night, ended up winning, and ended up going on winning that, that whole contest about 12 weeks long. And through that contest, Janie Fricky was the judge of the finals. Right. Uh, there is in Dallas area. And she was being booked and managed by Charlie Pride's booking and management agency called Chardon at the time. Uh, and so she ended up hearing me the night of the finals and said, I'd like to introduce you to Charlie Pride. He's helped a lot of, a lot of young acts, a lot of acts get started. I don't know if he's doing it. This was a little later in his career. Uh, and, and, uh, and she said, I'd like to introduce him. So my wife and I came back up about two weeks later, met Charlie and Rosine, his wife. We mutual fell in love with each other. And he asked if I wanted to start working for his book and management agency. And I said, yes, sir. I was smart enough to, even though I wasn't a country music fan, I'm smart enough to understand that a break is a break, and that was a good one. Uh, and he let me start open shows with him, and I got to travel all over the world with him. And that's, that's why awesome. I kind of honed my little old craft, whatever craft that is, 
Uh, and that's how I got my foot in the door in country music. I should have asked you then who was your favorite singer instead of country singer. So who's your favorite singer? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm a Sinatra fan. Uh, okay. I'm a Nat King Cole fan. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I like music from, from that era. I just, I just love that music. Chord progressions and Dean lyrics. Martin. Yes, sir. Dean Martin. Bobby yeah. Darren. Bobby Darren. Mm, let's keep All naming. All the Rat Pack. <laughs> let's yes, just sir. keep naming crooners. You want to? Yeah. Let's just uh, do that the rest of the show. Chris, you know any crooners? <laughs> You're a crooner. You, done, you already said all of them. So you said every crooner, no, every one of them. You already said every crooner, every one of them. Sammy Davis Jr. That's right. That's all the big ones. I don't know if he was a crooner though, Sammy Davis. Yeah, he was part of it. Yeah, he was. A I never saw him he was as part a, of that. Rap Neil wasn't he a crooner? Oh, yes, now sir. you ganging up on me. So yeah, I'll get, I'll get Neil on my oh. side. <laughs> Neil was Sammy Davis Jr. a crooner. Yeah. Yes, sir. See. <laughs> Thank you, you, Neil. <laughs> That'll be all. You're no. I'm, here. I'm here for you. <laughs> Man. You and have... you too, Chris. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he winks at Chris. He's like, I got you, Chris. <laughs> I got you on the next one. <laughs> I try to take care of you. So you're a very patriotic man. Some call you a patriot, and I will too. Amen. You no, thank you. You well, I see lately, you used to wear cowboy hats all the time, but lately. Everything I see now, you're always in that. Um, that looks like a military hat. And I think it is. It, it, it is. It, it is. It, yes, your dad sir. was in the military or something, right? Yes, sir. My my grandfather was in World War One. My father was in the Korean conflict, but instead of going to Korea because of his surveying engineering degree from A and M, they sent him to Manila. That's where he met my mother in the Philippines and ended up having my brother and sister and I. Thank so, God for that. But uh, yep. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Can I? Since, since since you brought it up, can I say something about this hat? Hundred percent. Please do. I I still wear cowboy hats all the time. I perform in cowboy hats, but out here on 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 the out here at the ranch, it's a little windier, so it's easier to keep ball cap on. But this particular hat, I've been on a. I'm gonna take the time. I don't. I try not to brag on myself too much, but this is one of the things I brag on is I've done 17 USO tours in the last 18 years, uh, and we play a. I'm getting back. We play a big festival in, in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, called the Hodag. Uh, and we were taking the stage about five years ago. And the band had already gone on stage, and they were just playing the intro music and waiting on me to come do my thing. And uh, and a, a young man's at the front of the stage, and it, it's, it's a huge festival. It's probably 30,000 or 40,000. And he's waving at me, you know, come here. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I said, okay, well, I will. i got to do a show. You know, I'm trying to. <laughs> and he was pretty persistent. So I ran over there. I just told the band, just keep vamping something, anything. And he said, Mr. McCoy, he said, uh, he said, my gunner and I were out on patrol. We, we, we knew that you were coming to a USO show on our base in Afghanistan. He said, 2009. And he said, so we rushed back and we made it just in time, right before you started. And, uh, and he said, we caught your show and loved you. He said, we're big, huge fans. And he had this hat and he handed me this hat. And he said, my gunner got killed about a month after that. And he said, this was his hat. I, I almost tear up every time. Man. He said, this was his hat. And he said that his family and him and I would be so honored if you would wear it every once in a while. And I took it and put it on that day. Uh, and other than, than to take a picture in something else, uh, it's, it's about the only hat I've worn for the last five years every day. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's a really cool story. Well, 
It, I appreciate it. It's it's it, it's a great story and, and it's a it's a true one and I'm I'm honored. Yes, sir, I support our military. I uh, 100. percent I can't thank them and our first responders enough. I can't either. And I wish more people. Uh, I think most people do are the same as us, but the media would show so it different. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I, I don't wait, exactly don't get him started. Now, yeah. oh, here we go. We're, no, don't, don't give him. <laughs> we're gonna de- demonetize right yeah. off the bat. We're gonna we're gonna That's lose right. our we're gonna lose our whole our whole uh, one, whole half of our base here. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> we got to be uh, tactful. You know what I mean, Chris? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, now we have been so far. F- speaking of which, the uh, mentioning the patriotism and. And the military and things like that. You every morning, you go live on Facebook and do the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Yes, sir. I sure do on on my Facebook page at my at Neil McCoy Music. I sure do. Now what? And where, what sparked you to say, you know what? I'm gonna start doing the Pledge of Allegiance every single morning. Because that <laughs> was it. Just because it's just it's just people don't do that anymore, or what? What, what sparked it? Man, I, I appreciate you asking me that question, giving me a chance to answer. And, and I know probably this whole, I don't know how long I'm going to be on here, but probably, you probably won't ask three questions because I talk too much, and I, I understand. But no, you don't talk too much. ADD. We, we got you, got about, we got you yeah. blocked for about four or five hours. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hope, I hope you better hold up. I hope you're comfortable. I hope your seat's comfortable. And <laughs> you can get on a horse if you'd like, and we'll finish it that way. <laughs> I couldn't get him close enough to the barn or I would have. <laughs> Tell us about what uh, sparked it. You know, when, golly, now four or four and a half years ago when, when they were starting to figure out, when, when uh, Donald Trump was in with about 12 others, 11, 12 others, trying to get that Republican nomination, uh, and the Democrats had four or five that were trying to, because they knew Obama was out and they were going to be trying to get that... I got watching it and watching it on TV, and uh, and 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 I could see the bitterness, the back and forth that they were already starting to have. And I thought, you know, I I, I know that I I lean to one side. I get that, but I thought the one thing we can do, everybody can do, or or should do, is uh, is love this country, no matter. And that's what makes me mad. So I'll, I'll, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> but we should <laughs> we should love this country, no matter who's in office. Uh, no matter who's in Congress, because the thing that makes this country the greatest country it is, is is us. It is the people that actually live in it and that do the day-to-day stuff. As a rule, you know, they talk about all these all these things that we hear about every day and this and that. And But overall, we, we still are concerned with what what will happen to us and our families. How does that affect us and our immediate families? And, and so I thought the one thing we can do is show respect for our flag, uh, and the people that have fought and died for that flag in, in, in our country. So I just, I went on my Facebook page. I told my wife, I said, I know this is going to be kind of crazy. Uh, I'm just going to write the Pledge of Allegiance on here. At the time, it wasn't, they didn't have, didn't have live video. And so I just wrote the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and the followers I had, I, there was a little, I could tell they're writing back, question mark, and writing back, oh, that's cool, or what up, or, you know, they didn't know exactly what I was doing either. And I didn't either. I just thought I was going to write it. And, and so people started responding. And then I did it for a little bit. And then people would start writing it back to me. They would, they would write it out. And I thought, well, if you're taking the time to write it, you're, you're taking the time to say it. You're, and so I just kept doing that for quite a while. And then when we went live, uh, when we did Facebook Live, I started doing it live. And, 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 and two, in that same time, y'all, is when my mom started getting sick at, at 
onset dementia uh, and started and then progressively got worse. And, and she, as a rule, was the one that taught us kids because she came from the Philippines, another country where where they did not have the freedoms that, that this country, well, no one has the freedoms that this country has, but, but she'd come to the Philippines and it always taught us kids to love this country and be thankful of the country that we're raised in. And you know, it's a time when you're young and your parents are telling you, you say, yeah, I hear you, mom, whatever, whatever. Uh, and then I started, when she was starting to get sick, I started, started thinking, you know, she's been right this whole time. She is, she has hit the nail on the head. We, we should not take this country for granted. And so that's why I started saying it live and, we just we just garnered a great audience, a lot of a lot of patriots that get on the mornings when they can and say, well, this, they're not there every morning, but they know I'm going to be there every morning. And I did it this morning for the one thousand seven hundred and twenty seventh consecutive days. It's about three months short of five years straight. That so I'm is, pretty proud of it. And, I, and I, I managed to get it in. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's I, crazy. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of it. Not crazy. Yeah. Like. I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm saying that's a, a crazy <laughs> number. My wife thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> but uh, crazy I will say, good. I will say, man, what a good, that's a great idea. And and the fact that your that your audience is pretty big on there too, right? When you go live, like what are you, what are your numbers? Yeah, yeah. Run usually. Well, you know, I tell you what. I will tell you this. We got squashed probably a year back because we had huge numbers, and as a rule, the some of the more uh, liberal-minded folks that, that run these pages and stuff like that, they kind of found out about it and squashed our numbers drastically. But at one time, we were having over 300,000 views a day. Wow. Man. Uh, and we're reaching, we were reaching a million folks a day with our Pledge of Allegiance. That's and awesome. now it's, yes, sir, it, it was fantastic. And, 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 but they couldn't keep me, from, they didn't stop me from doing it. I guess they could have put me in in Facebook jail, but they didn't. So I'd still do it every day. And we end up probably average 20 or 25,000 views a day, which is, which is still a lot. Uh, but it's still good. I, I run into people every day that, that say, Hey, what, how, how come you don't do the pledge anymore? And I go, Oh, oh I do. You just, you yeah. just not getting a chance to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm dealing, I deal, I deal with the same exact thing. It's a, it's an algorithmic algorithm nightmare is what it is. It's uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. You're right. It's a horrible, horrible thing that they did. Uh, I used to, I used to go live back in the day, um, and I would get like two thousand people watching at a time. You know what I mean? And yeah. you probably did too. Yes, sir. And then, yeah, when they when when they released it to everybody and not just pages, yeah, that it just went it went down like a rocket. Like, well, not like a rocket because a rocket goes up <laughs> until yeah, some it, of them go down. Some of them do go down. So one of those rockets, <laughs> that's what it went down like. Chris is confused. You know what a rocket? Yeah. A rocket is. A rocket. Is, Could yeah. you spell that for me? I, <laughs> a rocket is what they use to go to space. Right. I see. I yeah. Thought, Isn't that crazy? I thought you were going to just. <laughs> <A> rock <laughs> rocket. Look it up. Oh, you'll, you'll I be thought amazed. you were just like proud, like I'm going to rock it, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that. I, w I do have one question. I did watch your later i wasn't i wasn't on live but i watched the one to the, this morning that you did after it oh, was already yes, sir. posted and and then and chris showed me another one and i started noticing a, a theme here and i, I don't want to say women's glasses chris told me not to say women's glasses but some of the glasses <laughs> you wear they look like not that not those the one no, the, these are the most conservative pair I've worn. Yeah, <laughs> you look like in that in that you look like a, you're trying to cater to the liberal crowd with the uh, with the glasses. 
some blue ones. There were some with the uh, with. I think this morning you had the ones with the diamonds going down the side of them and stuff. What, what was that? <laughs> I probably did. Are them real diamonds or? <laughs> yeah, of course they are. You think? Well, you know, yeah. Man, I mean, you're gonna wear cubics. <laughs> you don't buy This ain't no fake land. Oh, he, he owns horses. No. He owns horses. Please. That's right. <laughs> I think it's really it's really amazing how you're uh, doing the Pledge of Allegiance every day, and I'm gonna start tuning Thanks. in every now. Yeah, and then. I, I chime in every now and then when I when I see you. Do when I, I see you on there, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I just yes, think sir. that's awesome, man. And and you've always been. You know, uh, you always hear people uh, say, well, you know, do you meet any, any singers and everything? Uh, who, who's your favorite singer and, and uh, are they good people? Brother, you are always the one I bring up when talking about good people. Well, man, I appreciate that. And can I can I take a minute to say something about Chris? Uh-oh. Please. He's, oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh -oh. This is going to be nice, though, so everybody listen up. It won't happen again. <laughs> He wrote a song. Of course, he's he's written so many great songs. Some of them have gone on to become huge hits. Some of his probably his best works have may not have even been heard by a lot of people. I was going to I always go to him when I'm looking for him. I always go to him first and say, "Man, send me what you got." He sent me a song one time called "I'm Your Biggest Fan," and I I fell in love with it so much. My band and I recorded it, and we started doing it in shows, and it to this day. I, I've done shows for 40 years. I don't have a set list. Uh, I've never worked with a set list, but I will tell you this. At 99.9% .9 of those shows end, that's the only thing, I don't ever start with the same thing, end with the same song, and it's a song that Chris wrote called I'm Your Biggest Fan. Man, because it is exactly, I would love to come and see is, that live sometime. I'm going to do oh that. Boy, you, you, you need to because... I, I tell you what, it is so moving and emotional because it comes from the heart. By the time we have got through with our time out there, it is exactly, lyric-wise, how we feel about all the Neil McCoy fans who come to see us. And also, Chris, every, every show in Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Bosnia, Italy, Hungary, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, England, every USO show I've ever done, I end with I'm Your Biggest Fan. And, and I, I preface it by saying this is out to the Neil McCoy fans who have supported me. But also to to the folks who are serving over here, serving in theaters, awesome. serving our country, serving our our, our country around the world, uh, and anybody. And I always tell them in in the middle of that song, Chris. There's a little pause. We pause for a minute, and I tell everybody if you've ever served or currently serving in the United States military, would you stand? And and that song plays in the background. And I can tell you, it brings. I see people cry every night Man, in that I song would, because if I saw that, I cry like a bully hit me. Oh, like, you it'd would. Be ugly it it still makes me tear up during the song. Yeah. It's it's powerful. It's a great, great. Well, man, great you're message. you're one of those entertainers. You know the uh, the uh, you're a great singer, but I tell you what, not a lot of people can hold an audience in their hands like you do. You, you're a true entertainer because <laughs> uh, there there's some people that are great singers and and that's fine. But but people who can talk to the audience like they're a friend like you do. Yeah, that's a special gift. I've always said that, that you're one of those people that can just yeah. just get an audience and and make them feel like they're family, and that that's just such a great thing. Talent, a huge talent. Man, I, I I appreciate that. That is that is the way we approach every show. We when you get through watching one of our shows, we want you to feel like you're like uh, like you're leaving a friend's house, and it's just like 
<sighs> Shoot, well, or you've been to a great movie and you just pulled every emotion uh, to where you're just spent. And that's the way we want to leave the stage. It's like we've given you everything and, and, and you've given us everything. All we want back from audience is what we give them. And, and boy, we are, we're able to get it out of them 98% of the time. Yes, sir. Well, I always say songs are just, you know, all they are is just three minute movies, you know, and they and are. You, uh, you definitely are, are great at that. What do you, what do you, well, clo- what did you it, close? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I'm, that's good. No, I want you to keep making his head bigger. <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> if it's possible. No, no, hey, keep, he had a pretty big keep, head on him for, yeah. Man. Keep lifting his uh, spirits up. They get, they, they're not high enough. I need a raise, Marty. He got a pretty good head. I mean, you hear this man talking about me? I need a raise here. Look what you done, Neil. <laughs> you did, man. <laughs> we got him so we got him on the dirt cheap. I low. had no idea I was that great. Now look at and you. And now we're gonna have to talk after. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a long conversation. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Neil, <laughs> and causing a little riff in the show. <laughs> and uh, but I will ask you what. You said you closed with, on 99.9% of the shows with that song. What did you close with on the 0.1%? You know, it, it would have it, it would have been probably an up-tempo song, and only because we were running too long. Uh, that is the only reason I would have not have closed with that show because, with that song. Uh, and sometimes we get a little carried away, but my father-in-law, who's passed away now, always had a phrase, said, you can get too much ice water. And I feel the same way. You can give people too long of shows. Ask Travis Tritt. He does it all the time. Oh, <laughs> taking shots. Man. <laughs> Travis, we'll see you soon. Well, he's, got, he's got a lot of good music. He, but, <laughs> no, but sometimes you can't play too long. So we, we give them enough and leave them wanting more. That's the secret to it. How long so that, does would been, it, that would have been one of the two times. How long does Travis Tritt play? I'm sorry. Four hours? It. it a long time. I know Does that. Really? The, only, the reason I say that, I followed him. I followed him once. Uh, I, I usually go on before him, but at this particular thing, I followed him, and I thought, oh, my God. Well, they had to wake me up to get uh, before I had to go play. i tell you that. Where was where, this at? Where, I, I don't remember. Some festival, a small festival. And he was just on there. He was just like, I'm, I don't have a time limit. I'm Travis Tritt. He, he felt good. He, he, he felt like he had him, and, and he probably did have him. I can't close the show outright anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the middle of every show, Neil, we do a segment called What Not to Eat. It's some crazy foods that people eat from around the world, and we bring the guests oh in and let them see it and see if they've ever tried any of this nastiness. You ready? Oh, wow. Here we go. I, yeah, do I, I guess. You, yeah, you, you ain't ready, but think so. you think you are. <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. I give to you. You might have eaten a few things in your lifetime. I know Chris and Marty sure have, but these are things they would never eat. This is what not to eat. That was extremely loud in my ears. Man. I hope that that didn't blast Neil's ear holes out. Neil, can you still hear? I'm good. Okay. I still hear you, sir. Well, he's louder now. You hear how louder he's like, I'm good. <laughs> what? <laughs> My what not to eat for this one is called Sir Stroming. I don't know if that's how you say it or not, but that's what it's called, Sir Stroming. <laughs> Sweet, it's a Swedish what can of fermenting Baltic herring fish. 
The can will bulge during shipment because it's still fermenting. It's said to be the most putrid smell of all foods, usually eaten outdoors wow. for obvious reasons. Uh, ben, you got a picture of that <laughs> that we can all see? Ah. You see it, Neil? I do. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's like spoiled sardines. Man. That's essentially what it is. And you can, uh, <laughs> when, we, when you come, if you ever come to Nashville, me and Chris are going to have some waiting on you. <laughs> We're all gonna try it together. <laughs> no, Neil, he said you like to party, man. Well, uh, no, somebody's gonna need to carry on the conversation while y'all throwing up, and that'll be me. <laughs> That's true. You're right. What you got, Chris? Well, I got a. I'm coming to you from Iceland. I got this thing called High Car. I think it's it's either. Uh, it's the A H A K A R L. The A. I don't know if that's an A or an I or, but it has a little thing on top of an A. Hakarl. I think that's what they call that—a little thing. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's yeah. the, that's, so it's it is a it's the, grammar. The rotting carcass of a Greenland shark. Hmm. It's buried oh, underground wow. in a shallow pit and pressed with stones, so the poisonous internal fluids that allow it to live in such cold waters are drained out making the meat safe to eat after it's hung out to dry before being cut into strips and served with a smell that's described as ammonia rich mm. and strong fishy flavor it has described it was described by uh. anthony bourdain as the single worst most disgusting and terrible tasting thing he had ever tried Mm. Sounds delicious. Oh, look Look at there at that picture. Oh, my God. oh, man. Look at that. Man. What I can say, it looks like rotten fingers. I remember, I remember back in the way, <laughs> I, it can't taste as good as, as my mama's rotten uh, carcass shark that she used to fish. Carcass to, shark. Man, I, it was <laughs> he so good. created a new shark. <laughs> it, it was the carcass shark. You never heard of the carcass shark? Man. I'm telling you. What kind of shark is the carcass she shark? She deep fried it, you know. She deep fried it and called it catfish. But yeah. uh, did she did she urinate on it so it smelled like old ammonia? No, my brothers did. But yeah, okay, right on. Just as long as the smells there, yeah. that's all we need. Oh man, it's so yeah, much better than this. Did. Though, yeah, yeah, it's got to be old urine though to smell proper. Man, I'm sorry, Neil. <laughs> uh, I'm good with it. He's like a he's like a little boy apologizing he's, to his daddy. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I Neil. I was hungry before I came on this stupid podcast. <laughs> Neil, would you? How much yes, would sir. it take for you oh, to gosh. eat either one of those foods? And which one would you choose? <laughs> how much money are we talking? Uh, it, it it would take a lot of money. Uh, because right now with this COVID year, you know I don't eat a lot of money, so hundred thousand. Uh, I would eat that. Yeah, how much? Hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, hundred thousand. Either one of those for hundred thousand. Eat the whole thing. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. The whole thing. Hundred thousand. The whole thing. Let's well, call it a million for the whole thing. I thought maybe a bite. For oh, a bite for a hundred thousand, a million yeah. for the whole thing. Okay, well, yeah. you, you gonna start the GoFundMe? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start a Go GoFundMe page. Yeah. Yeah. Make eel, yeah, make, make Neil McCoy eat a, a carcass shark. <laughs> it's gonna go viral. I would choose that other one. Oh, I think I would choose that first one. Well, now, now, Neil, for, for a million dollars, yeah. you don't get to choose, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that, that's the premium. Yeah, you do both. 
You talking about the premium price now, Mitch, yeah. Neil? Now you don't name the price and the the item. We might even throw both of them in there, and mix them together uh, for that million. Oh, I already God. got the name. That's terrible. Neil's, Neil's on wheels. Neil's on wheels. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, baby. Neil's on wheels. Oh, We're gonna make God. it a series, Neil. Is, you just eat nasty terrible. food. Don't that sound fun? It make Anthony Bourdain roll over in his grave. Sure I know, right? I miss him. He was he was fun. He was fun. He was fun. So something he he touched on earlier, your live shows and how you hold an audience in the in the palm of your hand. But I've never seen a live show from you. I, I should. I want to. I wish I could have. You should. When I was younger, are they still exactly the same? Because they say they're legendary. Your live shows. I mean, what do you, you got like <laughs> horses and elephants and stuff running out? What happens at these things? <laughs> You know, the, here, here's the deal on it. It is just me and my little old band. I got a little four-piece band that are making music and entertaining you with personality, with humor, uh, jokes. It is so old school. It is a la, you and I were talking about it, Rat Packish in that, you know, they didn't have confetti cannons. They didn't have screens and pyro. They didn't have none of that. They just did it with most of the time quick-witted and, and working off the audience and giving what the audience gives you. That is the same kind of way we've been able to make our living, and, and that's that's how we do it. I, I, I call it old school, and I tell we don't have a we don't have a lighting director or anything. Matter of fact, sometimes we play, may not even have lights. It may be dark, but if we, got a, if we play a, a decent place, the lighting director will come to me at the start of the show, you know, because those guys, they got – they got, you know, they got the capacity to do right, a, right. a bunch of stuff. And and the line director would come to me. He'll say, hey, hey uh, Neil or Mr. McCoy, whatever he called me. He said, you know, they'll say, you know, what you, uh, you know, what do you think about us doing? And they'll give me a bunch of offers. And I say, here's here's what I want you to do. I said, I know this. It sounds kind of silly, but if you can get by with doing it, I get fired. This is what I want you to do. I said, when the show starts, turn on all the lights, turn on every light you got, and then go eat for about an hour and a half and then come back and turn them all off. We'll be done. <laughs> I said, if, and, and that's true. I said, if there's going to be a mood, we'll set it. I said, we'll set it. We don't, we don't need lights and all the other stuff. I promise if, uh, if there's whatever mood we want them to be in, we'll, we'll get them there just with our personality and, and, uh, and our music. I want to come to a show of yours where it's just pitch black dark and all you can do is you can't even see. <laughs> and it, all you know, that's all you can do is hear music. And then your music would be great. Your music is so colorful that it just brings the colors to life. You know what I mean? Like wouldn't that be an experience to see Neil bring light? It would be. Through music. Chris is crying. Yes. He's crying. I'm crying right now. Chris is crying. There there, there was one guy that said oh, that, right? You hear that horse? Like you hear that horse? What in the yeah, world's going on in that barn? Are you mating in there? <laughs> Man. <laughs> we just make a pony no, in there somewhere? I'm not right now. <laughs> I thought it was but Chris it, for a minute she's crying. She's wanting me to come back in. She's wanting me to get back in there. Is that what that Man. is? <laughs> I was like, ooh, boy. Okay. I'd like to go on inside that barn in a minute and see what's happening, to be honest with you. <laughs> now, Neil, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I I actually, for I worked right after high school, actually during high school and after high school, I worked in an exotic animal farm. And I, I worked with Arabian horses. With Joe well. Exotic? 
No, but let me tell. You, oh, well, let me tell you though, it's pretty close. But anyway, um, there was this. I'm telling you, I could see you and Joe going down. Oh man, perfectly together. Oh, I have, let me tell you, I've shoveled every kind of manure you can think of. I'm human. An, I'm an yeah, entomanure, actually. Human. I'm an human manure. That's funny. And, but uh, they had horses and 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 everything, and uh, and I. One of the one of the stories I always tell is there was this huge, like I mean, like a sixteen hand mare, and they had these miniature horses. <laughs> and this little miniature horse, like knocked the bottom oh, rung, kicked the bottom rung off of this the fence to get in with this sixteen like, hand mare, <laughs> and we and. and we all come down there and we're just looking at him like, "What are you gonna do now? Like you made it in there? <laughs> what did you think? He didn't think it through, I don't think, because he. I don't know what a sixteen hand mare. <laughs> oh, it's a really huge. That's big. That's big. A yeah. big horse. It's like, a massive horse. Yeah, and and here's this little yeah. bitty two foot two foot tall <laughs> pony that you know. I mean, uh, I'm I, all I'm gonna say is uh that day it had five legs that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> but <laughs> let me tell you it was happy to see that man oh my god and but we were just like that poor thing i was like i want i wanted to get it a stump or something yeah like i want you know a, a step oh, stool a stump. <laughs> or, or something <laughs> or he had a stump but you know something like i'm like Hey, don't, don't tell the rest of the story because we're going to get flagged <laughs> for what, what happened next. I know. I know. That's true. <laughs> for what you did next, we're going to get in trouble for. Oh, my God. That's funny. That's animal yeah. something. It's not cruel. That's where Chris came in But it's play. something. Man. <laughs> Let me Chris, help you there, little buddy. <laughs> Chris saved the day. Let me help you out, buddy. It was weird at first, but <laughs> he got used to he it. He got used to it. Chris I mean, already was used to it. Gotcha. <laughs> but did you jump? Well, at first. Well, at first, yeah. <laughs> then he was like, hey. That's no that joke. That ain't too bad now. Um, <laughs> I got to ask you about this song, um, Take a Knee My Ass. Yeah. yeah. Now. What do you think about that? Well, I I thought it was fine, but I'm sure you got a lot of hate for it. That's what I want to talk about. Did you? I get did. I got a lot of hate for it. You know, uh, Chris, you probably you know Dan Roberts, Chris. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a song he wrote. I think he wrote. Uh, uh, God, that big old Beaches of Cheyenne for Garth. Right. Right. Yeah. That's where I heard. And, yeah, and Dan's heard. the one that wrote that song. Oh, Dan, really? Dan sent it to me. He he. A lady told him about me doing the pledge every day. And, of course, it starts, you know, I pledge allegiance to the flag. That's how it starts. Yeah. And and she told him, she said, you ought to send that to a guy named to Neil McCoy. And he said, oh, well, I, I know Neil McCoy. He said, I'll send it to him. So he sent it to me. And he had it, uh, it was written probably even a little, a little, maybe even a little more in your face than, uh, than, than what it ended up being for right. recording. I said, man, can we make just a couple of changes? It, it's almost leaning, you know. But he yeah. said, yeah. So I, we just did a couple of things. But it was one of those songs where I had gotten to the to the point of when Colin Kaepernick started taking the knee during the Pledge of Allegiance. My whole deal was was just, just I thought it was disrespectful. And and I know why Colin Kaepernick took took a knee. It was, it was, it was right. protesting, obviously, racial injustice or social inequality or 
the things that 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 he feels are going on in the country and, and maybe in, in in every once in a while and I, and I get that but my my deal was that I, I'm not against protest and that's one of the great things that we have in this country but just during a national anthem that's what right yeah right, right. got to me and that's what I said you know for a minute minute and a half some people st- stretch it out to three minutes which they shouldn't do but uh it, it was just it was perceived as being disrespectful to our veterans the people who had been injured and fought and maybe some died for our country. And so when when he even realized that it was being perceived as disrespectful, I thought he should just quit doing it for, for that thought. You know, he was saying it's not being disrespectful, but if it's if you're if people are taking it that way, then I think you should do something. And I blame the whole thing and I'll shut up on it right quick on Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, because the first time he did it during the national anthem, I thought Goodell should have gone to him and said, look, Colin, put his arm around him and said, let's I understand what you're protesting. Let's figure out a better way to do it. Let's get the NFL involved, see if we can figure out another thing. He didn't, so he took it. Other other players ran with it, and that's when it started building up the animosity toward that that I perceived it as being. Uh, and that's So when he sent me that song, when Dan sent me that song, you know, I said, you know what? It's been going on two years. No one said a word about it. Everybody's stepping so far off of it, and, and I get it. They don't. They don't want to lose their audience. They've worked their careers to get radio included. They didn't. They wouldn't play it. I just said, you know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I just got to where I, I wanted, and I put it out there. And believe it or not, a lot of people loved it. Some people hated it. But that is when we started getting death threats, and and my family was getting threats, and it was just the craziest thing ever. Uh, wow. So. How do, you get, how do you get? How do you? How does somebody uh, send a death threat to Neil McCoy? That's weird. Like, where does it well, go to? Well, that on on through social media. So they just were sending yeah, they, messages and, and comments and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, comments and yeah and, and yeah and just saying you know, don't make sure you you don't ever stop at the red light I'm at or you'll never pull out again or you know just stuff like that. Wow. wow. And it was it's pretty spooky because I had worked my entire career for people to like me. Yeah. Uh, and then the one song is like, oh my gosh, half people hate me. I thought, God, maybe this was a bad decision, but I stayed with it, and, and it, I still stick by it. Would you Would you release it again today? Uh, you know what? That, that's a great question, and I'm going to say I would have to think about it. I still feel that strong, but as as loud as the left is, and and as yeah. and as reactionary as they are now, uh, it's it's scary. Yeah, it would be scary, but I probably would. But the only reason I might not do it is because for fear for my family. But I didn't know that they were going to come down on my family, too. I mean, I, I thought they would get on to me. I can handle me. She, uh, but So I don't know. I don't, I'd have to think about it. But it's still out there, and it plays some. So I'm still getting right. you know, some throwback from it. You get a, a death threat every now and then. Yeah, just every once in a while. Just yeah. keep me on my toes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Just in case you forgot, Neil, we didn't. <laughs> Still exactly don't stop right. at That's a right. red light near me. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> don't come to McDonald's either, buddy. <laughs> you know, and I, I actually thought when I recorded I thought I would get some kind of help from somebody. I thought uh, maybe one country music artist or, or a radio station or somebody would be on my side. Uh, and I think there were some people on my side, but they still couldn't, they yeah. just wouldn't pull the trigger. I, I didn't mean that. Uh, just wouldn't say, you know what? We feel that way. That's right. That's how we feel too. They wouldn't do it. And yeah, well, I, so I kind of got left the, out in the cold on that one. It's the, uh, the cancel culture, you know, they're ready to right. cancel, try to can try to cancel anybody, you know? 
Yes, sir. In any way they can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, unfortunate the climate that we're in now. But, you know, it doesn't shock me because, you know, I read the Bible, so it doesn't shock me at all. But uh, you're good then. Yeah, yes, I'm sir. fine. I'm fine with it. It's uh, yeah. I welcome it all. Just bring it on. Um, I will I say, I believe the reason you got so much hate was not because of the song, but because of Vice News picking a story up and talking, tell, telling the because all their audience is typically yeah the left. So when I That's saw right. that when I saw it was on there, I said, man, he was on Vice News. And I was like, with this song, that was a mistake, yeah. man. That was a mistake. That's what I was yeah. thinking in my head. And uh, th I think that is why, if it wouldn't have been for that, I believe you wouldn't have got as many people saying, don't stop at my red light. That's my opinion. Yeah, it, it, I, I totally agree with that. They, they didn't help. And then, and then when you have your more conservative people, Sean Hannity found out about it. And of course, he goes and tweets my new favorite song. Neil McCoy's take a knee, my ass. Well, you know, the haters are already on that yeah, hate train. Yeah, they're already you know. hating, yeah. And it, yeah, and even if they didn't even know who Neil McCoy is or had never even heard the song, they went and listened then. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was just a whole nother crop to hate me. Yep. <laughs> That's all right. I got them. Shoot. Mm, you got to, you know, you got to love them anyway, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, you got to. That's how it works. Yeah. Just love them and, and pray for them. You got, yes, yeah, so I, I hear gonna, you breathing. Well, I was going to say, Neil, tell me about, uh, change gears here a little bit about everybody hating Neil. And, uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> no, let's, let's keep talking about let's the death talk, threats. Let's talk about hate yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about the East Texas Angel Network. Oh, man. I, and, I, hey, you know what? I really appreciate y'all doing your homework because y'all have, Y'all have brought up some topics that, that a lot of times when when people talk to me, they don't they don't get into some of that stuff. And so I, I appreciate you doing oh, your homework. Man. And Heck the East yeah. Texas Angle Network is a foundation. We just finished our twenty sixth weekend this past weekend. We have a we it was a charity my wife and I started twenty six years ago to help children with life threatening, life challenging illnesses, to help them and their families with expenses. And it's here in Northeast Texas and helps children and their families right here in Northeast Texas. Uh, and we just finished our, our, we have one main weekend that we raised the majority of our funds at, and it was this past Friday and Saturday. Of course, with, with the COVID, uh, yeah. we, we didn't get to have that, that big concert that we have every year where we get other acts to come in and, uh, and help us raise money, do concerts and that stuff. We didn't get to do that, but we had a virtual concert on my Facebook page and, and on our foundation page we put up a youtube link and we're able to raise a lot of money there but it is just something that is near and dear to my wife and i's hearts we have a we started about 26 years ago we have a 26 year old son that was born uh healthy our daughter healthy all our grandkids are healthy uh so we're fortunate but but i realized a long time ago chris and, and y'all know this when you start to have some success uh people will will reach out to you for help and whatever way they can and, and a lot of times that help is by us trying to do a concert help them raise money right, you know that's right. what we do yeah. we sing so that's that's what they call on you for i i made a conscious effort i'd start getting some of that uh when when they'd started playing our music on the radio and i would go to some of these things and my booking agent would book me and i'd go play these shows and when i got there 
people would come up and shake my hand or pat me on the back and say, boy, that sure is nice of you. We can't to help this family or help whatever this cause is. Uh, this is before I'd started, my wife and I'd started our own thing. And they would just, they just make all over me, you know, and, and, and I would tell them, I'd say, you know what? I, I don't, I am so sorry to do this to you. I still hope you think I'm a nice guy, but I came with, this is a paying gig for me. I don't, I don't know everything what y'all are trying to raise money for. So I would ask them right. and I'd find out. And, and so I started making a more conscious effort. And I'll hurry. So, uh, I, we got a, I got an invite to come do this thing and it was a paying gig. I go to it and a guy comes up and he said, man, I can't thank you enough for helping our grandson. And I said, let me, before I go any further, would you tell me what this is, what we're, what we're benefiting today? And he said, yeah, he explained to me as his grandson with bone marrow cancer. And I went and I said, can I meet him and his family? And I talked to him for quite a while. And his name, uh, Matt Barney was his name. And he inspired me so much. That is one of the main things that made me come back home off of that. Uh, and talk to my wife and said, you know what? we got children around here. We hear about all the time. Uh, when somebody's sick or something happens is when everybody gets together and starts trying to raise money. I said, why don't we just start a foundation and start having these things and try to put money in it to where money will be there already uh, right. to help some of these people? Because sometimes it's too late, you know, if you, especially a, a, a real sick child. Uh, by the time you raise funds, it, it's, you know, they it's just too late. Uh, and so we started that and, and that's what that foundation is. And we just had our 26th year and in the 26 years, right here in our home area of Northeast Texas, Longview, Texas, where I live, we raised now, because of this year, we raised a little over $10 million. Nice. Uh, and all of it stays right here in our area and, and directly helps these families. And it's something we're extremely proud of. I appreciate you knowing about it. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great because it's, I can't, I got two daughters. I can't imagine one of them getting sick. And uh, right, especially if I was, you know, poverty level, and when I'm getting sick, yeah. that would just be a nightmare. And there's a lot of places like St. Jude is completely free. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the Ronald McDonald House, the Memphis Grizzlies House, and stuff like that. So you're just another link in the chain of great people that are getting together and and making sure that those families have a place to go and have money to take care of their family, which their their children, which is a a God, that's God work, and you're that's, doing that's it. That's exactly well, right. Well, I, I appreciate that, and we look at it that same way, and, and you're right, it is. If, if, if you're in a position where you can can help, you you should try and help. Shoot. How do you help? I mean, that's it. How, do, how does somebody go and, and donate and, and help you? What, what is your the method? Well, I appreciate it. It's, it's, we have a, a, a website called EastTexasAngelNetwork.com. And people can donate all year long, uh, and we get tons of volunteers, of, uh, of folks that, that, especially around this this past weekend time, that want to help and move cars or pick up people or do whatever they can. But we take the money all year long. We have a board, and and when when people have sick children, they come they come to us. They fill out an application. It goes in front of the board. I'm not on the board. I, I, I don't that pressure. Uh, and we have a couple of doctors on there and business folks and. My daughter's executive director, and they talk about it. And, and you know, you're always going to have those people that are trying to gain the system a little. Right, but we right. try to do the best we can of, of trying to research before we approve a family. Uh, but overall, I can tell you there's there's not many families we don't approve. We uh, we, we want to help as, as much as we can uh, at any time we can. So it's just something we're blessed. Like you said, it's a God thing. He has blessed us with 
with a career, with a with a family, all healthy. Uh, you know, we we get little things that, but overall, we are. Uh, we we just we've been touched by the hand of God, and so the least we can do is reach out a hand and see if we, maybe we can touch somebody else. Right, I love that, and I think that's very admirable and and uh, honorable for you to do that. And uh, I don't know why everybody hates you. I don't know. I, don't, I know, man. <laughs> all the haters. Well, you, that right there, because he's not a San Francisco fan. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't start me. Don't get me started. Oh, no, don't don't get him started now. <laughs> Now, before we go, you you uh, are you friends with Rob Snyder? I am friends with Rob Snyder, yes, sir. To this day, to this day, yes, sir. Because he was uh, it, that was his. I don't know for sure, but was it is that his big break or his start or <laughs> something in, in Billy beer goggles? Billy and his beer goggles on. Well, if you ask me, it was his big break, but he he's going to probably try and convince you that he already had a movie called Deuce Bigelow. Oh, uh, did he at that time? American. Yeah, American Gigolo. Yeah, I remember was, that yeah, movie. I didn't know if it was before or after. No, it was it was after. But I tell you what, Rob was was very kind uh, in that that was on my second USO tour. I had just <laughs> I'd started my own record label. Uh, I know y'all y'all know how those things go. And, and I'll tell you the truth about these people that start their own record labels. If you if you ask the if you ask them, they'll say, "Well, I just has gotten where." Uh, you know, I, I just wasn't doing I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of take my own moves and, and head a direction I wanted to head. When in reality, the reason you start your own record label is because nobody else assigned you. I mean, I always tell people that. I said, hey, I, I couldn't get a record deal. So I thought I'd try and start my own. But I'd started my own record label. And I had gone in and recorded some things. And I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't have a research company. I didn't have anything. We'd cut some music. And I said, Billy's got his beer goggles on. It's going to be the first vid first single, first video. I told my promotion staff, I said, that's it. I don't care what y'all think. Uh, I could run it past y'all and some of my favorite people at radio, and they probably get 10 different answers, which you normally do. I said, that's it. I put it out, and and I just got my hands on the, the, uh, the final recording of it, the master recording of it, and I took it on the USO tour to listen to, to make sure that there wasn't anything else I wanted to do to it or we wanted to do to it. And Rob Snyder was on on that tour with me, and uh, and we became fast friends. And I said, Rob, I said, would you ever think about being in a country music video? And he said, uh, Well, I never have. I said, Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Uh, I said, Would you? And he said, Well, maybe. And then we both got talking. The more we talked, we we're both half Filipino, so we had at least we had some kind of bond there. Right, right. Uh, yeah. He's the, he's the short half. I'm the taller half of the Filipino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but he said, what's the, what's the name of the song? And I said, Billy's got his beer goggles on. He said, you know what? I don't even have to hear it, and I can tell you that sounds right down my alley for a video. Uh, and I played it for him. He said, yeah, I'll do it. And then when we got back to the States, I reached back out to him, and I, and I reminded him that he said he would do it. And the most important thing is he did. He said, I'll, let me know when you all are going to do it. I'll come in from L.A., and I'll, and I'll film it. And he did. Didn't charge me a penny. That's awesome. Y'all still talk today? Yeah, we do. Yes, sir. Even after that song you released, uh, "Take a Knee" song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though he's, uh, we don't see on the same side of that. Yeah, uh, but that's good though. But, if he if he knows that song came out and and he's okay right. with still being friends, that's what people. That's what we need. That is what we need in this country. That is, that is exactly what we need. Yeah. Now are you still are you still releasing some new music coming out or? Torn or are you, you know doing I haven't. Chris, stuff? Chris hadn't written me anything that that he sends me. <laughs> he's got the, you know he's got those other people. 
Oh, man. Seems to be his B-list. Oh, sh- I don't know about that now. <laughs> They're all B-list to me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. If I'm singing them, they all be flat. <laughs> uh, Neil, thank you so much. We end every show with an unbelievable fact, and then we just, all right. just, we just cut the feed and just – Forget about the guests that we had on it completely. I understand. I don't blame you. <laughs> Here we go. Unbelievable fact. Especially facts. guests like this. That's right. Here we go. Unbelievable fact. Okay. You might think it's not true, but I assure you that it is. It's hard to believe it's an unbelievable fact. Iguanas have three eyes, two in the obvious places, and a third one on top of their head that only perceives brightness. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Three eyeballs. It, but it only perceives brightness? Bye. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing with you. Yeah, it only, it only perceives brightness, yeah. Hey, you <laughs> know, we should all be we just so cut the feed. <laughs> That would be horrible to do. I know, it would be. Yeah, well, can we just cut his, like, just, just cut Chris's feed? Cut my feed off, yeah. <laughs> That's the main concern. Me and Neil can sit here and keep talking. I see how it is. But if we can just get rid of Chris, Ben, that'd be great yeah. for it. Every oh, day. oh, that'll happen in, in there. It in, is nice in post production. That'll oh, that'll happen oh, anyway. So oh yeah, <laughs> it's like he's not Thanks even here. <laughs> Neil, thank you so much for coming on. I've, I've yes, been sir. listening to you for my seems like my whole life and. I appreciate you taking the time out, and uh, I want to come and Chris and I tour your barn one day and see you mating your horses in there. Come on. Uh, I just send you a video of it. I'll be right oh, back. Oh man! Well, that we might get flagged for that. So Thank you so I, much, Neil. Man, All right, Chris. I, I Thank you for inviting friend, me. And, and you, you've always been a class act, and I sure appreciate you talking with us today. I consider yes, sir, you, y'all. Thank you for. I consider you, you best friend. I'm just saying. Uh, so you got, he said friend I said I, you, I can see you my best friend so that's, well, it's whatever you know what I mean I I got, just, well I gotta get a poster now I gotta get four posters now you can't get the ones that's I right. have <laughs> I got them limited edition ones Neil. oh man you still got that Farrah Fawcett poster don't you I oh, do man. I got them limited edition posters I got you in the barn horses in the background doing things it is it's not one that was released it was a very limited run and I, I'm proud to have it on my wall. Hey, and for Chris's sake, I got we'll we'll get that miniature horse in there too. Just oh right. man, <laughs> oh there. Well, you, you know what, Neil, you're into what you're into. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Don't buddy. judge me. <laughs> well, we just wasn't judging. I mean, just cause you're, you know. Don't go to his house. I can see look, what child look. you're looking out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil. Hey, God bless you, brother. I love you, right, Dad. Right, love you, Neil. I see you guys. See, see you, you guys. Thank All you. Right. Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it. Old Neil McCoy, I'm selling all these uh, limited edition posters I have. But anyway, we have a new YouTube channel where all the video for this podcast lives now. It's called The Marty Ray Project Chats. Go subscribe. Tell us what you think. See ya.